that there has been a topic uh-huh. that has caused more b- ridiculous back and forth than Courtney in her bikini this morning. What is wrong with people? Oh, we're just trying to have some uh, fun, you um, know? Half the people are like, I'm here for the bikini cam, and the other half are like, uh, what? What? Now Courtney's going to be in a bikini? Like, what is going on with people? Can we get back to the Red Sox? <laughs> yeah. We're just having fun, I you know? know? Everybody I... should try it. I know. We're shaking the tatas. Right. Greg was too, but nobody clicked on that. I mean. <laughs> That's right. They're like, Greg's Greg's cannonball had more views than this? <laughs> if I wanted to hear two boobs, I'd listen to Cannon Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? We're just enjoying ourselves. 100%. It's so weird that a collection of people just like each other and work well together. It's this odd concept in radio. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're going on a trip together and we're not just completely disgusted by the presence of others. (laughs) Uh, I asked, I, I need to get an itinerary from uh, whether it's Greg, Curtis, Ken, Wiggy, uh, anybody that's in charge to, I want to I keep the people informed. So I want to make some type of fun little graphic kay. to post on the, on the socials. Okay. Well, really, I mean, the itinerary is the show Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we will do our best to speak to everybody of interest while we are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Cora has, I guess, uh, said yesterday about three quarters of his rotation set when it comes to that uh, opening day rotation. So um, that is a good piece of news. And Ken will be happy that baby Pedro is a part of that. So adolescent um, Pedro, adolescent Pedro, he's grown up a little bit. And um, and then you got to see who ends up, whether it's Tanner Houck or Garrett Whitlock or uh, who ends up being the. Uh, the last ad there. You're a Tanner Houck guy. I know that. Well, I do feel like there are some guys who can. I, I hate to say this because the the uh, the the uh, the negative Neds will not like it. But if you get if you get guys that exceed your expectation, then you could be a competitive baseball team this season. So now put uh, that on a brochure. Yeah, put, <laughs> make a T-shirt if you could, Curtis. If everything goes well, we're over five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys talk last week about John Henry walking away when media tried to talk to him? Yes. And what were your takes on that? Uh, he views accountability the same way he does starting pitching. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't understand it. He has not spoken with the media Mm-mm. in in uh, in in long form in quite some time. Yeah. And isn't this the time to do it? Before you have any games, before you have any records that people can rip you for. Like, this is the time. Talk about the offseason. If people want to rip you for your lackadaisical uh, response to how last season ended, then let them. But you need to have some type of conversation. And if you want to take the easy way out, spring training is the easy way out. I think that he is going to, and, and, you know, we go back and forth on this show when it comes to... um, Sam Kennedy, but I think Sam Kennedy ends up being the guy who has to go out there and yep. take, as Wiggy would say, take these slings and arrows. Yep. Yeah, that's his. Sam Kennedy is his Bill Belichick, right? He's the guy that, you know what? Hey, I pay you this amount of money. You go do the speaking for us, you know? And 
and I'll stand over here or I'll be wherever I need to be. But any issues or questions that anybody has, you should be able to answer answer the uh, media for those. But wouldn't it, if you were John Henry and you went and spoke with everybody and explained what the strategy is mm-hmm. behind spending less this particular season, wouldn't that make a lot of the negativity go away if you at least would... would it would. I get what you're Red saying. Would Red Sox fans be satisfied? If you're a Red Sox fan, uh-huh. would you be satisfied with John Henry standing up there and telling you, listen, you know, whatever the strategy is, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you know, uh, we're going to, we believe that payroll, the, the it's out of whack in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be signing guys to... That, that are going to cost us $30 million a year. We believe that's the way the game needs to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe we're going to be competitive and uh, very competitive in a in a couple of years, and, and we're going to build that from within. Greg, the uh, reason we, you haven't heard an answer from him is because a satisfactory answer does not exist. John, pay Raffi! Pay anybody! <laughs> that's nah, why. People wouldn't be satisfied. They would just be bitching and complaining about the fact that he doesn't want to spend money. I disagree with you. No, that's how people are. If you stood up there and said, this is the strategy, this is the plan, then I think Red Sox fans would. I think most of them would be fine with it. No, I can't. Exactly. But but what's the plan? They would be pissed off about why why are you not spending money? You're this is this is ridiculous. You've spent money in the past. They would just bitch and moan about right. that. Why have you increased the cost of ticket prices while decreasing the the payroll by seventeen million dollars? Well, it's the cost. That's just the cost of living, Curtis. Inflation. But if <laughs> if it's inflation, then the salary should be rising to meet it. Well, I mean, they may they they put a cap on that. They make enough money. But, exactly. That's why he's not meeting the media because he has nothing to say. He's he, if you're John Henry, you're like I pay Sam Kenny to deal with this. But I bet not. you every ownership, and I don't own any season tickets. But I bet you the season tickets cost more money next year to go to Gillette. I don't even care about that. I care about asking John Henry. Do you feel like you've spread yourself too thin? That that your your interests are elsewhere, uh, and that it's the a Reds. Good question. <laughs> And that the Red Sox are now almost second-class citizens to you, like that's because that's what it feels like for fans. That's what just to answer that. But we talked about this. The uh, we talked about this on Friday. Uh, is that gr- really good businessmen? They have multiple businesses throughout their portfolio, and and you know you think about some a lot of owners. There are multiple owners in sports that own other franchises. We talked about Stan Kroenke. He owns the Rams. He owns the Denver Nuggets. He, I think he owns the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, that's one guy that we always bring up. Who else? Um, I believe it's the Cleveland Browns owner. Also owns the Milwaukee Bucks. There are, there are a handful of owners. Robert Kraft's well, owns... One of the Browns and the Bucks one. No, no. The Bucks won a world championship. Okay, one championship. The other... I mean, they've been totally vacant. Right, but uh, the conversation is not what they won. The con- Courtney asked the question. I'm just saying that there are owners out there that own multiple things i'm but i'm in the camp of i don't need my owner to talk all i need my owner to do is spend money and make the team better and if you don't spend money then i need to know why and if that's okay well that's what you're saying exactly what i'm saying is sam kennedy sam kennedy told us we're not spending money that's what sam kennedy told us didn't tell you why we know why we, know we don't that, know why. Well, I uh, listen. You're I, a major market, a legendary franchise. Yep. Why? 
I'm putting two and two together. They weren't going to be in on. Um, Can you give me one reason why they haven't signed Jordan Montgomery? Maybe they feel like they're not trying to spend that type of bread on a, that type of player. What's that type of player? Uh, somebody who they feel like is too expensive for them. Okay, so 2018, Greg, refresh my memory. What happened with the Red Sox in 2018? Did they, they, won, uh, they won a World Series. Was it the best season in the history of the franchise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their payroll was $233 million. This year, opening day payroll, which is what, six years later, five years later, $181 million. Mm-hmm. You're talking about nearly $50 million, in, actually over $50 million, in shedded cash on the roster. Yeah. Why? Shifting, uh, shifting in philosophy. So they, you want to get away from being the best team? No, you want to get away from having the highest payroll. But they, but, but it was, if they could pay it off pretty well. <laughs> no, it did. But maybe they're taking the page out of the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks book. You know, less payroll, and we rely more on some of these younger players to step up and be bigger pieces for us that make plays. Maybe that's the view that they're going, the direction they're going in. Yeah, if they want to charge what the Diamondbacks charge for tickets, I'd be all for it. Sadly, they don't. I all don't right. know what's Arizona charge expensive to go to a ball a ball game. Out Diamondbacks there? games? No, I think they pay you to go. <laughs> yeah, th- wasn't it like? Couldn't you get a ticket last year for like five bucks to go to a Red Sox game? They also yeah, that's have like, like a the student discount. Right. Greg still tries to get it. <laughs> uh, this is David from Florida. Hello, David. Good morning. Long talk, no time. What's up? So you guys getting excited to, to go down to spring training? Yes. Cannot wait, David. Yeah. Well, I got a few activities for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This should be good. Any any that start yeah, after yeah. Uh, any that start after five p.m. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately for Wiggy, I mean. The adult entertainment industry down there, I think, is very lacking. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that, Wiggy. It's all right. <laughs> but um, you know, the, 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 in all honesty, there's there's a great there's a chain of sports bars down here called Duffy's. Curtis, I'm sure you know if you're familiar with them. But you got to find one. You got to find one. I don't know where it is, but I know there's one in Fort Myers. Okay. And then there's enough. There's definitely some down there. And there's another bar in Naples called Boston's. I don't know where that is. But there's another bar in Naples called Boston's. Okay. And there's also um, there's a, a seafood restaurant down there that has incredible New England clam chowder. Why would we so leave here to go to get clam chowder in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just neat. I mean, it's come on. I mean, isn't it isn't it exciting to go down and have clam chowder away from from New England? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> sure it is. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know, we I got to run soon. But another thing is, I am I am counting on those at spring training to incessantly and relentlessly boo the crap out of John Henry. I am just counting on that <laughs> relentlessly, huh? and I hope it yeah. happens. All right, <laughs> we'll hit up the bocce courts too, right? Isn't bocce big down there? No, not bocce, shuffleboard. And pickleball. Uh, shuffleboard's yeah. big, right? Uh, no, bocce's huge too. Oh, is bocce it's big huge down there? Huge in Florida, uh-huh. yeah, big sport. Are we going to get to the villages and what Greg found online? Oh yeah, we could, we could, we could. Yeah, the the people of the villages want to welcome you all to Florida, so we could do that before <laughs> oh, the show God, ends. What's the villages? So- <laughs> uh, what's-, <laughs> what's that? We've talked about the villages like a thousand times. I, Greg, show. I never, I did not know. I had a Google where Fort Myers was on the map of Florida. I had no idea <laughs> where it was. I mean, I've, I've been to Orlando, Jacksonville, and obviously 
Miami and Fort Lauderdale and South Beach in that area. Uh-huh. I had no clue. I was like, where the hell is Fort Myers and Naples on a, on the map in Florida? There so has I- never been a human that has existed that has had better unknowingly comedic timing than Jermaine Wiggins. <laughs> well, I've just never true. been there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's on the west side of Florida? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. No idea at all. Is it just we talked all about the Remember we talked about the villages being the, the swinging um, community? And that's they had in Fort, loofahs on their car? And that's in Fort Myers? It's in, it's in this area. Oh, it's, it's in that it's area? It's in the area. Yeah. yeah, see, I thought, like, when I, I heard of Fort Myers in, like, Naples, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's where all the old people go. <laughs> yeah. It's an odd village of swinging people. All right. In, in, in their elderly years. Okay. They have merch. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to Courtney and to what is trending this hour. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Subaru of New England Washington birthday sale event lasts all month long. Now, the Red Sox get their first wins of spring training, beating the Braves yesterday 5-4. to four. The final from Cool t- uh, Today Park. Brian Bayo got the start and struck out three in his first two innings. The Sox had two games yesterday. The other one a win over the Twins, 8-6, to six, in which Devers hit a three-run homer. They take on the Phillies today at 105. You can listen to Will Fleming and Lou Merloni on EEI 850 on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. Elsewhere in baseball, another free agent gone. Cody Bellinger re-signed with the Cubs, agreeing to a three-year, $80 million deal. And the Bruins have a late one tonight. They're out in Seattle taking on the Kraken. Puck drop is at 10. And the Subaru of New England Washington birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. SubaruofNewEngland.com. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis. And Curtis, are you going to give us the Florida uh, uh, forecast as well? Because it's starting to get a bit warm out here. So, Courtney, great segue. Uh, 38 degrees here. Afternoon high of 53. It's going to be nice this week. Nice and warm. Uh, Seasonal uh, temperatures here. But Fort Myers, Greg, Courtney, and Wiggy, mm-hmm. the weather keeps improving with my modeling. Okay. So we arrive Tuesday night. It's going to be clear skies, perfect to land. Perfect. Wednesday, 81, partly cloudy. All right. Thursday, we're going to be in the mid-80s. All right. 85, All right. partly cloudy skies. The UV index, Greg, 7 and 8. Uh, so SPF your butt off. Fantastic. All right. Can't wait to work on the tan. I have just the worst timing in the entire world. I literally just (laughs) took off my cover up (laughs) as my dad walked in the door. I told you. And he is standing there like. We really can't see it. Yeah. I I think you need to stand up. Well, no, I'm not giving you my butt. That That costs extra. You have to pay for that. It's the tatas or nothing. Like, I feel like. We, Mitch needs to remove the phone number banner off the bottom of that thing. Like, I mean, well, it's we, giving a little peekaboo effect, yeah, you know? I guess is that so. what that is? I guess so. All yeah, right. but like my poor father. Good morning. <laughs> We're getting I mean, very like um, okay, okay, Monday night and yeah. Sunday night football players introductions. <laughs> Is that what you're getting out of it? I'm Courtney Cox, Low Mass, BC High, uh, BC College. BC College? What's the C stand for? BC. SMH my head. RIP in peace. All right, we got to take a quick break, but we will be right back. 
We're from the villages. Of course I have a pink loofah on my Jeep. We're from the villages. An upside down pineapple is not a cake. We're from the villages. And swinging keeps us in shape. We're from the villages. Of course happy hour starts at 9 a.m. We're from the villages. Of course we have dinner at 4.30 every day. We're from the villages. Of course I go to bed at 7.30, just not by myself. We're from the villages. Of course we take five naps a day. We're from the villages. And of course I'm on my fourth, no, fifth husband, no, sixth. just changed the activity. Never mind the swamp tour. Well, I he, wa- he wants to go visit the villages. <laughs> that is the swamp tour, uh, the villages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you sent that uh, that thing over, I saw that, but underneath it, it said BC. So I thought this was something related to like BC and Chestnut Hill. I was no, like, what? No, it has nothing to do with that. Nothing all right. to do with that at all. Oh, yeah. That is an odd community that yes. exists in Florida. Right. The anything the anything goes state. All right. Where we will be on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday at JetBlue Park. And, of course, on Thursday, a patio pregame with you at Ore and Iron, which is in Naples. Mm-hmm. And they're throwing out lots and lots of light apps. So... Um, what well, they call light apps at the villages? Uh, <laughs> you, uh, Courtney, are, are you in the Twitch chat? I am, and let me just tell you, everyone has to relax. Uh-huh. Should they Uh-oh. relax a little bit? Wow, it's well, it's on. like I mean, the, it, a lot of people are very nice. I love the Twitchers, and even if you have something negative to say, that's okay. That's okay. Everybody should be heard. But at the same time. They're boobs. We yeah. all have them. I have them. Uh-huh. Greg has them. Wiggy yeah. has them. Shime has them. And Curtis has them. Yeah. And just because I'm not, I I'm not I'm not small chested, doesn't mean that I need to be looked at any differently than anybody else. Correct. Mm. I would agree. You got to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Bill has them. We all have them. So, and and honestly, I just this is it's like I'm wearing a shirt. Yeah. How kids dress today? This mm-hmm. is a shirt. Are, there yeah. are people that are in bikinis everywhere in the world yeah. on, on any day. That's uh, just any a given crop day. top or whatever yeah. they call it. I mean, uh, yes. In uh, Johnny Ringo 12, also Coco, leave them alone. I told you I have a, I have a problem. It's a tick of mine <laughs> that I touch. <laughs> Uh, something I've been working on for years. In all sincerity, there is this unbelievable rage and derangement that has occurred since the pandemic where lonely men lash out at attractive women. (laughs) It is unlike anything. If you go anywhere on social media, you click on anything, these people are so depressed and alone. Mm. It's pathetic. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing today? It's it's Monday. It's going to be a nice day in Boston, work week. You know, you're sitting here complaining. There's a million opportunities for you to get whatever you want within the click of a button. Yeah, and it's the people that are up, like, Curtis. Courtney loves attention. Correct. <laughs> yep, I do. Right, who doesn't? I work in radio. Uh, <laughs> I talk for a living. Like, I, what do you expect? We all love attention. Every single one of us. Uh, I'd be a priest if I didn't. Actually, priests it, love attention. They speak in front of... <laughs> Tons of people every Sunday. Yeah. They do. It's really not something that you can't see on any beach or any pool or anywhere in the United or States. Or when Courtney and I were at BC College. So it's, yeah. yeah. 
It's <laughs> uh, this is Dave from New Bedford. What's up, Dave? Uh, I was going to talk about the documentary, but I'm trying to figure out why people are mad that somebody's in a bikini that they can watch. It's but a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird day. thing, and they're the they're and they're watching it. So they're very angry yeah, about angry. it. They're very angry about it, but they went right to Twitch or YouTube to watch it. It's, right. an, it's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. So I don't know how you feel, you guys feel, but I am. This documentary is not anything that I thought it was going to be. It's actually worse than I thought it was going to be. Really? And for these reasons. Yeah. yeah and, and I'll tell you why. 03 and 04. How do you, how is that a blip on the radar screen? that they don't even go into how great those teams were and we how they even discuss it. They just well, there's no, rate, they spent more. There's no way to go make, ahead. there's in discussing 03 and 04, there's no way to make Bill look bad. So uh, that's. <laughs> well, I, Greg, Greg, I agree with you. And, but I will say Bill made himself look bad and Ernie Adams by both refusing to go into a little bit of depth about Spygate and the arrogance that Belichick had to tape Mangini, knowing that Mangini was actually the person that did that for Bill not too long ago, was just idiotic. And the other thing that makes me insane is Bill saying that those tapes from Spygate helped him out maybe a one out of a 100. Yeah. There is no way that Bill Belichick expends that much energy on something that gives him a one out of 100 chance of being better it's there's no way there is no way that that library he had with the genius ernie adams only accounted for a one out of 100 that's there's a great no way. that's a great and point by dave because if i'm interviewing ernie adams i say ernie bill told robert Kraft that this taping apparatus that you used only gave you a one out of 100 in terms of improved <laughs> chance to win a game why did you give so much time to a task that yielded such little benefit? Because that's how Bill operates. And Bill operates where Ernie, even even if it's only a one percentage, a one percent advantage, a, a one, he still does it. He still does it because the, especially the, if everybody else is doing it. The difficulty of to really have it be done in real time, of like Ernie sees something. A hand signal, then rely it to build, then get it in. It's it's very difficult for that to really be something that you can use in the moment. In the in game. It's more like tendencies. Yes. So we take this and we look, and so when we play the Jets again, let's see if we can decipher maybe if they've kept their signals the same. Let's see if we can decipher something before the game. So if we happen to see that if I'm now watching as Bill, who's now watching across the field, who's calling the defense, sees a quick signal, he can replay it with another quick signal to the guys on the so field Wiggy. and go from there. Go ahead. So, Wiggy, how bad does Ernie Adams look when he says, I'm taking this to my grave? Yeah, Are I get that part. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that, that was terrible, and that's yeah. a bad look for the organization, if you ask me. That's a bad yeah. look for Belichick, of course, because he's made to look bad to all of this. Um, but but on really that topic, was made to look. But on that topic, with you, if if you're only getting a one percent out of a hundred, why mm-hmm. wouldn't they read chapter and verse about what they did? Why are they concealing it? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why they're concealing because it. because it was more than a one percent no, out it, of a hundred. It, it really isn't, Curtis. As somebody who's watched a ton of film, who's been in those meeting rooms before, who's been on the sidelines before, understands that 
especially who's worked with Bill Belichick, understands where he might be looking for that 1%. Because it's so di- – because you have to – if you're filming the Jets, you know you play them again. Mm-hmm. So you're able to maybe get some of that information that maybe helps you out a little bit. But let's say you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You film them on the sidelines. You might not play them for another, another four years. Yeah, another two, so, three but years. they played the Rams in the Super Bowl after playing them in the regular season. No, no, I I understand that. You don't think that gave them more than a 1% advantage? Uh, I think what if you're given – because, remember, Bill was um, in the wrong for filming from where he was filming. So if you were in the right and you were filming from up high and you were still filming, you're still getting the same advantage, right? You're still getting the same type of film. Um, you just did it from the wrong location. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? My point is, is that you utilize it, <laughs> but I don't get what you don't get. You think he's carrying water, Curtis? No, no. But if the Patriots lost a Super Bowl to the Rams, but if it's when le- the Rams were found to be illegally taping their signals, oh. nobody in this within the sound of my voice would spend a millisecond Mm-mm. mitigating the damage. But if you were allowed to film. The sidelines. I'm not going to re- relitigate this. There's yes, so many it, false reports about right, what you okay, could and couldn't so, film. And I'm telling you, based on somebody who knows because I played at that level. You just level, said the players didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm talking about knows on how the end game, it's not helping you out in the moment. That's, you're get- that is why Ernie Adams was on a splitter. Right, but he was on a headset. But even if he looks down and sees it, the time that you're getting to relay, it's not going to be there. It's not quick enough. So I mean, then he spent all this time doing yes. something that gave no advantage. If you know Ernie Adams, Ernie Adams lives in the basement. Right. That's what he does. Looking, so, at, looking at signals. <laughs> so, but if it is a 1% chance, that's what Bill does. When when I heard said this to, um, I think it was Mayo. And I said, don't chase ghosts. Maybe went in an interview or we were talking to one of those coaches. That means, like, and he started giggling. Those are coaches like Ernie Adams and Bill Belichick that are going going back 10 years to watch somebody when they coached in high school to see if they can pick something up. That's And if it's a, only a 1% chance it helps you out, they're looking for that edge. But isn't that what makes made Bill so great? That's what makes him a great coach. That's why... When you have situations that arise in a game like the San Francisco 49ers and their team doesn't know about the overtime rule, it's because Bill is the type of coach that would pull out a film from 20 years ago and goes, here's this play that happened. Do you think Ernie's Ernie's pissed? We we can't hear you. Can you stand up? (laughs) 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 Do you think Ernie's pissed that Kraft allowed that part to be put into the final edit the uh, the off camera because ernie is of an older age mm-hmm. i think that when he was having that conversation with a producer he didn't think the cameras were rolling he didn't think that that was ever going to see the light of day and if we all believe that the crafts had final say in whatever got put in well but a, they did that with everybody including bill like they did that in a in a later episode they yep. do that with bill where they clearly had an agreement where they weren't going to ask about certain things, and they went ahead and asked about them anyway. Right, and kept the camera on. With everybody, mm-hmm. almost everybody. Right. You know. Yeah, and, and I think that you're, you're probably spot on, Courtney, is that, you know, Ernie had no clue, like, all right, no, I'm not going to talk about the not being, like, not realizing that's a hot mic situation, mm-hmm. and then that's what you get out of it. And then when he says, oh, I could, because 
I would have been like, all right, well, tell us like some information on what was you a real, what was the real advantage, or the more than one percent, or two, or even three percent that you were getting from doing that. Because I don't think that's a big deal. Because I yeah, think most I, coaches that, uh, that were in the league knew, like, okay, we're all doing it. So why would they destroy the evidence, evidence if it was so benign and it was so transparently done by other teams? Because the league told them to destroy it. Right. Why? Because didn't Goodell say that he didn't want more leaks because wasn't it Jay Glazer who said, I saw the film? But if it's all just different coaches and it's looking all up right, at so the clock and you, down and You distance. love to ask questions. Let me ask you a question. What do you believe that they were able to get out you of lo- it? They do, knew the play before you, it was snapped. You, you do love to ask questions. Yeah. Oh, okay, so and you, answer them, I guess. I don't know. So you believe that they were able to get the play before the play was even snapped? Right. That's the whole purpose of it. <laughs> Why else would you get signs and know the signals before the snap if you couldn't know what the play was? What yeah, else would be the purpose say, of it? Yeah. Right now, we all say that the Michigan scandal, the sign-stealing scandal this past season, wasn't that big of a deal. So isn't this essentially the same thing? It is. It's not a big deal. If you are a team that uses the same hand signals week in and week out, knowing that everybody in the building's looking for hand signals, mm-hmm. That's on you. Right. I don't disagree, Wiggy, that if you get caught, especially against Bill Belichick, you, using the same call for a, a, a counter or a, mm-hmm. a draw play, then you're culpable as well. I'm not saying that the teams that didn't change their signals weren't dumb. Of course they were dumb. But you know the NFL better than I do, Wiggy. There's a, a lot of dumb people in the NFL. Right, but what do they say in the NFL? It's It's been the lifelong saying moniker in the NFL since the day I was and way, way before. It's a copycat league. Right, And so we all know, and that's why I believe the whole Spygate thing was overblown because at best you're getting a 1%, and you're getting a 1% boost off of anything. Mm. It's too quick. It's too hard to really be. And you study so much film anyways that you know, like, all right, there's a good the tendencies. You know, 70% of the time on first down they like to run this. Yeah. Um, do you think the when it comes to this – do you agree with the caller that there's not enough football, that it's that it's so far that it's more of the ancillary stuff, or do you like that? I think but, that's what people want. And what kind of drama was there in that 03-04 season? There was none. You're not going to make a TV show about just something that the Patriots have rolled through these seasons won the Super Bowl. Because there's already been 10 do-your-job DVDs Yeah, or you whatever. focus on the drama. You focus yeah. on the first one, the, the Brady versus Bledsoe. You focus on Spygate. You focus on the undefeated season that you lost in the Super Bowl. You focus on Hernandez and Deflategate and all the important stuff that actually has drama. But yeah. I will say this, and I'm not kissing Wiggy's ass because I'm afraid about a potential sigh. I... I, I <laughs> I, the the Wiggy part of this would have been fascinating because he was in the first Super Bowl win in Super Bowl thirty six, and then he was on the other side of Super Bowl thirty eight. Nah. So, <laughs> so it would have been. I, I actually, you know, talk about interesting. I mean, Wiggy rooting for the Patriots as a member of the Panthers in the Super Bowl was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, they emailed Wiggy. Wiggy never checks his email. Uh, maybe. And it's got to be there. Yeah. In the spam, I don't know what, but you got to check your email. Uh, this is John from Gardner. Hello, John. 
Good morning, good folks. You all look like you're doing well. What's hey, up? Courtney, that clock behind you was one minute off. I was wondering if you could stand up and fix it. <laughs> yeah, it is, if you could, uh, Courtney. Well, it's a have bit, a good day, it's folks. A little, it's a little bit behind. It is interesting. Every yeah. clock here is off. I don't know how my parents ever know what time it is. Every single clock in the car, everywhere, it's the wrong time. Well, if you're just joining us, Courtney is in Florida, mm-hmm. and she joins us this morning from Nipples, Na- Naples. <laughs> uh, and we... <laughs> We will, we will be right back. <laughs> Courtney, request on the Subaru of New England text line that your mom makes an appearance tomorrow morning. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if that's possible or not, but they say they hear so much about her. Mm-hmm. They would love to put a name with the face. So I can put the request in. Okay. Uh, she's poked her head in a few times. Where did you move I... back inside now? Yeah, my my computer was going to die. It actually oh. got a little dicey that last segment. I couldn't believe it. I looked and it was, you know, 9.30. So I knew I had still nine minutes and mm. I could just see it dropping every two seconds. Oh. And, you know, I don't want to disappoint Ken. So I, I moved it back inside. Um, You could end the show. Well, I guess you can't do it now because of the computer, but with a cannonball. I mean, that's yeah. traditionally yeah, no, I think the that's way. That's your specialty. That's, nice dive. That's traditionally the way these shows end with a cannonball. I mean, I did it. I feel like yeah, you no. could do it. And that's such a nice pool they have there, too. Mm-hmm. It is very nice. <laughs> Jump off <laughs> that ledge. Very nice. Uh, very nice pool. This, this is Chris in the truck. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up? And Kogo. Uh, not much. Hey, I don't know if anybody told you guys, but I just wanted to wish you guys a safe flight tomorrow when you head out, and hopefully there's no delays. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, well, and uh, Coco, just want to say you look great, and Santo's a handsome, lucky man, and uh, oh. if you got it, flaunt it, obviously. Thank you so Very much. Nice. Best nice. caller of the day. You're welcome. Very nice. All right, well, huh? we will uh, we'll have another show for you here tomorrow. Uh, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we will be at the ballpark. There was uh, there was an interesting Peter Gammons report with regard to one National League executive sharing that the Red Sox have spoken with Scott Boris, and perhaps there could be some kind of a Jordan Montgomery deal that that gets done, and uh, that, would, that I think that would instantly change. The perception with right. regard to this upcoming season. My predictions are usually off, except when it comes to Brady. Um, my guess is Sam Kennedy joins us, let's say, Thursday at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. The Montgomery deal is announced at 8.55 that morning. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. There you go. I mean, and that's what Rafael Devers wants, and, right. and I'm guessing that others on that team who haven't said it would like that. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe you get... I don't know what their issue was. Whether it was length, he was, well, he was looking for you know as as they all are a seven eight year deal or something mm. like that. And um, so maybe they are able to come to terms and get a deal done there, which would be extraordinary. Do with the uh, what was it the uh, Chicago Cubs player or was a White Sox player who just signed a three year deal? Do like the three Cubs. four Cubs? Yeah, just do the three four year deal. I think maybe in baseball those lengthy deals are scaring people. Now I know. They signed Yamamoto to whatever the hell his deal was, but maybe they're kind of shying away from some of those deals unless you're the Dodgers. So is he willing to take a three-year deal? We'll see. I think that's what's happened in Major League Baseball and where, you know, John Henry's been on the other side of it so many times where 
you know, whether it was the David Price, uh, not David Price, or even David Price still, or the Chris Sale. Like, people are like, why are you spending so much money on these guys? But it really doesn't matter. Like, the Chris Sale deal, like, you're you're paying a part of Chris Sale's salary mm-hmm. this year. Like, who cares? No, I think initially I- when he first did it, there were a lot of people criticizing that deal. And so I think... Maybe that's the reason in the switch of, and, then, and we can ask him, is that the reason? In are the there s- more people that are going to criticize for a Chris Sale-like deal or are going to criticize for no deal at all? No deal at all. I think they want to see them take a risk, a, a, a risk with, with a big name. What gets you more backlash, though? A blown Chris Sale deal or no deal that you don't do, and then in three, four years... You kind of go from there. I, uh, you will always get the benefit of the doubt that at least you struck out while swinging the bat, not leaving the bat on your shoulder. Okay. And that's what, I mean, that's the thing. What separated the Red Sox, which is was the, the pitch that John Henry made to Billy Bean in the, you see the scene in Moneyball, where he says, you can bring your ideas from Oakland where you find the diamonds in the rough and you can augment that with a major market spending. And the Red Sox have just decided voluntarily to stop competing for top-end free agents. And I think if they sign Montgomery, it'll be like, remember they signed Trevor Story, Greg, right, yep. right before camp yep. after an offseason where they did nothing and it kind of was a shot in the arm? This will be that at an actual position of need, not when you still had Bogarts at short. So I, this would be awesome. It would be a great first step this season to get some positive news because I feel like the Red Sox have had no good news for months. No, they haven't had any. The only good news is that Courtney's down there. <laughs> well, I mean, and it you know, it's not a it, it's not a coincidence that the holdouts are all Scott Boris represented uh athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh so he's trying to get that money. He's trying to hold firm on the 30 plus million a year. Right. Um and so maybe you can shake loose at least Jordan Montgomery from that and Maybe even Scott Boris knows, like, okay, we're at this impasse right now and that if we take less, this shifts the market. It completely shifts the market unless you're an absolute, you know, world changer in the sense of Shohei, Yamamoto, whoever that next, like, you know, superstar um, world changer could be. Right, I, and and maybe that's what Boris is kind of holding on for his plays, like because it wasn't. Then you also say wasn't Blake Snell wanting like seven or eight or nine years? Yeah, at something ridiculous, and it's like maybe teams are like, oh, we're not going to give those type. We're not throwing that type of money no more. Yeah, three years though isn't that long. Like, uh, why wouldn't you do a three year deal? I understand if you want to do seven, eight years, and that's basically what Craig Breslow was saying was that he doesn't want to screw them over for the future. But a three year deal. Like well, the, well, is that I, on you the have table? To get the the player the the player has to agree to the short right. the, the short deal. They're not right. going to. And why would you do that as a player? Why would I, you know, take a three year deal when I'm going to hold out for a seven year deal? It just you know, it don't make sense for me to do that. Maybe that's where we have this impasse right now of some owners going. Well, do we want to really do this, or can we shift and set the market? In a different direction. What's the plan Wednesday after the show? I want to get like in the groove for. Are we going to get lunch? <laughs> are we going to go watch the like the fungos for a bit? What are we going to do? Because we all have to drive in the same car. Yeah, I think we should probably go for lunch somewhere on the water. Love it. Oh, I okay. love that. What day are we doing the activity? I think that'll probably be Thursday. We'll do the activity, the group activity. Okay. And then what night are we doing Sea Grill? That would be Wednesday. 
Uh, yeah, that'll be Wednesday night. And then Thursday is the patio pregame okay. at Ore and Iron right. uh, in Naples. Right. And what time do you guys uh, arrive tomorrow? I don't know. We land at 8, but I've checked the flight that Ken booked us on. It's on time 6% of the time, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, looks like midnight. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, do not head to Logan until you check the flight, Wiggy and Greg. Because oh, really? this thing has been landing. I looked at the uh, Why flight aware. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, like- my mother just had a flight out of Florida yesterday, and they said that the tarmacs were so backed up. It was like she was sitting on the tarmac for like an hour and a half. What's the well? Pr- that's the end of school vacation, though. We're done with that. Is that's that what a, that is? That's a whole, that's a school. Well, I think it's just a Florida issue in general. Right, Florida's not on school vacation. Only Boston. But, no, but but that's 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 who's leaving Florida is all the Boston people who are down there for spring vacation. For, there couldn't be enough Boston people to back up all Florida's airports. How does a flight get delayed if the weather's fine? Santo and my cousin arrived early yesterday. Oh, they actually of took off early. What, fl- what airline? We're flying JetBlue. What airline were they, they were flying? They were flying JetBlue. All right. I mean, I don't get if, like, how is a flight delayed if the weather's nice in both places? I don't know. I don't know. All right, maybe, the, maybe there's something on the wing. Who knows? I just hope you guys are safe. I hope nobody's trying to open any doors. Mm-hmm. Don't worry I would, about I'm that. confident. We have Wiggy. He'll Yeah, don't worry anybody. about that. I yeah, hate flying anywhere. Right if somebody tries to go for a door, oh, it's going to be... It's going to be Cam Newton up on that flight. Oh, we didn't ask you, Courtney. Did you survive the exit row that Ken booked for you? Did you figure it out? Were you able to that's, navigate? That's on, the way, that's on the way back. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And I'll be ready. Uh, I will be uh, able to say yes. I will verbally say that I am okay to use the exit row to help out in, in case of emergency. All right. Well, great job this morning, Courtney. And Guys, all. I'm so happy to be back. I, I really did miss you. I had FOMO all last oh, week. Oh, we missed you too. And we'll be yeah. down there to see you in, in 48 hours or something. I like can't that. wait. Less, less than that. <laughs> all right. Gresh and Foyer are next. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching this show on YouTube or on Twitch. Thank you for streaming it at weei.com. And thank you for listening on the Odyssey app. Talk to you tomorrow morning at 6. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.